The following is a Poppy Chulo Radio original program. The views and opinions expressed in the commentaries and or interviews of the following program are solely of the individuals and are not the views of Poppy Chulo Radio, its parent, affiliate, or subsidiary companies. Welcome to Are You Afraid Coven, the unofficial American Horror Story Coven internet radio show exclusively on Poppy Chulo Radio. Today is Wednesday, October 30th, 2013, and I'm your host, Poppy Chulo. Here on Are You Afraid Coven, we're going to recap, review, and dissect the latest episode of the hit FX series. We're going to deliver directly to you the biggest news regarding American Horror Story Coven. So you're going to get all of the casting scoops episode titles, ratings reports, and spoilers during the latter half of the show. But don't worry, we're going to warn you with a spoiler alert. So please welcome my coven of co-hosts. We're going to start off with uh, Miss Kitty herself, Cat's Meow. Meow. Next up, we have the woman that brings all of the witches to the yard, Darielle. <laughs> hey, guys. And last but not least, we have our own version of the Minotaur, Deadly. Oh, no. oh that's right, that's right. <laughs> how, come, how come I didn't get, like, a little thingy? You were Miss Kitty. What do you want to be? Okay, um, and... Uh, Y'all could have called me, like, Queenie Precious or something. Uh, first Queenie up we Precious. Have... <laughs> we're still on <laughs> First up, we have uh, our own Supreme... Nah, nah. No, no. Fuck that. <laughs> After what happened in this episode, I don't want to be a supreme anything. I don't want to be a supreme chalupa, a taco, none of that. <laughs> yes, we have a lot to talk about tonight. So much happened. There were, there was murder, incest, bestiality. There was death. There was everything you could ever ask for in this kinky episode of American Horror Story Coven. So let's jump into our recap. This is episode uh, 303, and the episode uh, was titled The Replacements, and it aired on October 23rd, 2013. So we're going to start off, as we usually do, by reading the press release for the episode, and here we go. Fiona takes on an unlikely protege. A guilt-ridden Zoe tries to give Kyle his old life back. Madison has a fiery exchange with Joan Ramsey, a new neighbor. We'll start off as we usually do by getting everyone's initial reaction without jumping too deep into the episode and without uh, revealing key plot points. What did everyone think of the episode? We'll start off with Dariel. Okay, I know I'm beginning to sound a bit repetitive, but... This episode made me feel so uncomfortable and so paranoid and just, oh my God, there's just so much going on. Are you looking on. at your window? Looking <laughs> out my window, looking at my mama, like, girl, like, are you okay? Like, it was just, oh, it was, it was, it was gross, awesome greatness, <laughs> to say, and... 
that's all I have to say about that because I just couldn't I couldn't deal with this episode. Mm. What about you, Deadly? All I can say is my eyes popped out. You know, you know those since it's Halloween, you know those springy eyes just going <laughs> back and forth. <laughs> I think my eyes are still doing that. I'm like, what the hell did I see? <laughs> but. You know, it's like I was uncomfortable, but I liked it at the same time. (laughs) We're not surprised. (laughs) Okay, before I let Cat's Meow go, because Cat's Meow listeners, she was ready to, like, rip this episode to shreds. I was about to go see somebody. I was about to jump in this TV, and I was was, about to have the FBC all over this damn episode. She was ready to do that. So before (laughs) I get your initial reactions, I'm going to go, and I'm going to say I enjoyed the episode. I love episodes of any television show where the unexpected happens like there are a lot of tv shows out there where you're like okay this is gonna happen you know this this plot point started off and okay by the end of the episode this is what's gonna happen i already know this but let me just enjoy the ride i had no freaking clue what was gonna happen when Queenie Precious was going to town. I was like, what? When all of these deaths started happening out of nowhere, I was like, what? When Mama Deer started making out with her child, I was like, what? Mm. Wait, you're giving away too many plot points. Well, no, because I never said who and who. So Jesus Lord. But it was it was an intense ride, and I love that it was an additional 15 minutes because it was an additional 15 minutes of some of the kinkiest, bizarre, freakiest, scariest, most disgusting thing that I've ever seen in my life, and I want some more. So now, oh. cat's meow. It's your turn. Well, first of all, I would like to talk about after I turn my TV off, I blessed my TV with some holy oh. fucking water because what was on that TV was most foul and it's funny because like she that said neighbor, it was most, most foul. foul i felt like i was in a little i was in a like in a i was just like in a maybe a game called life You're but the it, was, asylum. it was a really fucked up version of the game called life because every twisted every situation i could have possibly went wrong went wrong did. i I I was to the point I was so worn I was so emotionally worn out. I blessed that TV and I went to sleep with the Bible child. I couldn't oh. handle it. It was too much for me. I was like, Lord, did I get where is Ashton? I was waiting for Ashton's ass to walk out on the middle of the set because nothing was making sense to me. I thought I got pumped. I blessed my TV. I went to sleep with the Lord's with the Lord's story in my arms next to my heart, child. I was so confused. Lord, like if it's gonna be more of this, I need to get more bless all because this ain't enough. And with that, let's actually jump into the episode. So we'll start off at the beginning of the episode, and we see the wonderful Fiona waking up in the middle of the night. It seems she can't sleep. She's searching for her pills. She's searching for something to take the pills with, something to let the pills uh, just easily fall down the back of her throat. She finds some of her favorite uh, liquor. And then we get an amazing flashback. We jump into the DeLorean and flashback to the year 1971 when a young Fiona 
who was a beautiful young witch at Miss Robichaux's academy, is uh, chatting with the current headmistress, who is also the Supreme and is her mentor. And uh, she's basically asking the Supreme, how did you know that you were the Supreme? And um, the woman sort of laughed it off, um, saying that uh, it was an old story and uh, that basically, you know, a lot of witches are gifted with a power. Some of them have multiple powers, but um, a Supreme covers all of the seven wonders, the seven, I, don't, I guess they're like the seven major powers that a witch can have and uh the young fiona the eager one that she is announced that she was ready to demonstrate her power saying that she was the new supreme the next supreme the uh current supreme sort of dismissed her she's uh she basically says you know you're too young you know you you don't know what you're just, you're talking about and so young fiona got a little bit agitated and uh, she pointed out that the elder witch was getting sick diabetes heart trouble she's like as i get stronger you get weaker and uh then uh, the the current supreme at the time sort of rose in a fury and um, she's she had seen the future with Fiona as supreme and that the world of uh, the Salem witches would be left you know in shambles if uh, Fiona were supreme and uh, she said that she would make it her mission to ensure that Fiona never ascended to supremehood and then Fiona a young Fiona sliced the old witch's neck open and in the corner, silent, stood Spalding. And uh, he was there, you know, over 40 years ago, watching Fiona do what she did. So, uh, yeah, we, we don't know if at the time he can talk or what happened. So I'm sure we'll get more details about that in future episodes. So what did everyone think of this opening scene? We'll start off with Deadly. Well, first off, I did not like the uh, the actress. Maybe I'm nitpicking. I didn't like the young actress that played Fiona. You didn't either. No, nah, I just was not feeling her. I'm like, girl, you need need to give me a little more attitude. Just you know, you need to give me that epidural. Yeah, she was. <laughs> I, I was just not feeling her. And, I uh, felt like she didn't catch her on Fiona's beauty. I thought she was just some random woman she was ratchet like her hair like she wasn't as glamorous as fiona i figured she would have been she was real plain homely jane she was but yeah yeah she i wasn't feeling her they could have gotten someone else but the scene was deep i mean it was kind of cool to see how how this supreme came to be because i you know i i thought there was like some kind of you know like the president like you do it do it like the president, you know, the elections or something. I mean, she just took it. She took her, her supreme ship. <laughs> she, took, she took that supreme ship. She took it. Ship. That's it. <laughs> you were just too much. She wanted to be Diana. <laughs> I, <laughs> I hate you. I thought the scene was definitely, I will agree with Deadly. The girl wasn't memorable. I kept forgetting she was Fiona. Yes, that hair was ratchet as fuck. It looked like they picked up an 8 99 bag of hair, three packs of it, and put on a saggy wig cap, and then just <laughs> cut it with some mama's kitchen scissors. It was bad. But, I like you said, I definitely liked the whole 
um, leading up and seeing how she got it, and and how, and you can definitely tell. Like, I don't know. It was just it was just kind of a, a and just a weird scene for me. Something that makes me uncomfortable is seeing uh, someone being greedy and trying to overthrow someone. And, and possibly killing them, and then they end up do uh, killing them. I just don't like that kind of stuff. Yeah, the scene was definitely, it, it set the stage as far as what Fiona really is like. Like, in some scenes throughout the show, you kind of like, oh, she's sweet, even though she's kind of mean. She does some nice things in her own mean way. But at the same time, it's like, wow, she really is evil to the core. Like, she's just power-hungry and greedy, so it kind of establishes what kind of person she truly is based off of her, her past. And I don't know. I just, I didn't really like that the person who she was, but I kind of like who she is now. If that makes sense. I don't know if that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, the same person. I don't know. She's just more. You just like her now. more because she's Jessica Lang. That's <laughs> As opposed well, to of course. Yeah, that's young that, that girl baby. number three. <laughs> Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah, but I understand what you're saying. I liked it a lot. It was really great to see young Fiona and how manipulative and power hungry she was then. And to sort of see that even as a grown woman, she's the same. And we'll get into that as we continue on with her storyline. So as of right now, let's count our tally we have had one murder so far and it's only like five minutes into the episode so now we have different paths to choose because there were several different several different independent storylines through this episode so let's go with zoe and we start off the episode with her she's going to see misty day where her frank and kyle is and misty day is all snuggly and cuddly in bed with kyle and um yeah that was kind of interesting because she was a little too close for comfort and so when zoe picked kyle up and sort of saw his progress she still didn't see him back to normal like you know he wasn't really acting human-ish i mean he was still sort of confused and bewildered and um, slightly aggressive so she had the idea of taking him to his mom she had gone to see his mom earlier and um, she was to the point of suicide if it wasn't for zoe's phone call to her she would have taken her own life because of uh, grieving over her son and um, such a traumatic loss of her son so she had the idea once she was at misty's to take kyle to her mother because she was like okay this is the woman that he grew up with this is uh the woman that took care of him that this could be the person that sort of snaps him back and returns him to um, his um human sensibilities and so misty's all you know swim fan and uh, doesn't want him to leave <laughs> and he gets all angry <laughs> and possessive frozen. and um zoe's kind of like take a chill pill and she ends up taking kyle and um misty ends up taking out her frustrations by doing one of those classic stevie nicks twirls and so we have zoe 
taking Kyle back to the ninth ward to his mother's. She leaves him at the door, knocks on the door, and she sort of hides behind a tree to see their reunion. And you see the mother happy, hugging Kyle and bringing him in. And um, later on, we see them that later on that evening. She says, you know, what's wrong? What's going on? You know, it's it's um, it's like you're back, but it's not it's not like you're really here. I mean, you know, you look so different. What happened to you? What happened to you? You know, I walked into you, you know, when you were showering and your body is so different. And so then she's (laughs) like, but don't worry. I know what to do to make you feel the way you should feel. And um, then we see his um, white trashy pierced up dirty-haired mother kiss him I'm on mad the lips. That she had like a braid in the front and the back. She of, did. Was going on like they, that was the new mullet. That's the new mullet. Period. Yes. So she kisses him on the lips, and then her hands go down, down, down. And that is why I blessed my TV. Okay, can we talk about this scene? Cause Wait, I was... hold up. Because not that much <laughs> happens afterwards. So we'll, we'll talk about everything. So her hands went down, and then the screen faded to black, thankfully. And um, later on, she calls... The mother calls Zoe and says, Oh, he came back, and you know we would love to have you over for dinner. So as they get ready for the dinner... The mother sort of goes up to Kyle and says, you know, you know, your your body's different. What happened? I'm so confused. And uh, but then she's like, oh, but don't worry. I, I'm still here for you. And um, you don't have to worry about anybody else because mama knows how to take care of you. And she's about to like bend over doggy style or something <laughs> when he picks up one of his sports trophies and beats her to death with it. And then Zoe arrives for dinner. Every door is unlocked because I, I don't know, I guess before she walked because in. Because Kyle I'm, hasn't learned how to lock doors. That true. That, <laughs> that's true. Or it could be that for some strange reason, she decided to unlock every door right before she went to sexually accost her son again. But um, she walks in through the entire house because she thinks nothing mysterious has happened. And then she enters his room where she finds a not at all recognizable white trash mama because her face has been beaten in with like that a, trophy like and, and that was she, that was good though it truly showed what a beaten in face would be yes. not just a bunch of black eyes and cuts exactly and so then, i appreciated it and then zoe turns around and there's a bloodied up frank and kyle and she screams so, what Me, did everyone, Kyle, you, Zoe. Yes. <laughs> what did everyone think of this incestual storyline? And we'll start off with Cat's Meow because she enjoyed it the most. No, I didn't. Mm. Why are you lying on me like that? Now CPS is going to come to my house. Um, no, I, I thought this... I'm going to take Dario's line. It made me very uncomfortable. Um, I don't like 
any scene where a parents take advantage of their children, I think is disgusting. And I think it, it's wrong. It, yes, of course it's wrong, but for some reason it hits me so hard. And I think it's disgusting. I hate when anyone puts that in any form of media besides the news. And but this is that's the point of American Horror Story is to truly it's to scare you. It has every aspect that could possibly go wrong. To you know to really just make you almost sick but you can't stop looking it's like a bad car wreck that scene was disgusting but it's one of those things it's definitely it it kind of sh- cast a light on things that happen with single parents because uh i've heard some stories about uh situations that were similar to that and it's it's gross it's gross bless my tv again this scene, I swear to God, I swear to God, this scene pissed me off so bad because when Zoe was bringing back Kyle to his mama's house, you could see that as soon as his mama opened the door, Kyle looked at her like, oh my God, bitch, is this the bitch? And he looked back at Zoe behind that tree like, bitch, why are you bringing me here? <laughs> I feel like she was doing this before. I feel Did like you see- was- did you see how he like turned really hard he was like yes he was like bitch you don't know like oh my god he was i could tell he was like anywhere but here anywhere but here like his mama is something wrong with her like obviously clearly and this scene again made me just get the heebie-jeebies and i was just looking at it like why are they showing this on tv this is gross they're Mm -hmm. pushing it and then she licked his scars and started Oh, you! Why did you tell me about her? I could make you feel better than she can. That's nasty. Like they, I don't, I don't. I just <laughs> I'm bad. You were like anywhere but here. No, anywhere no, but you here. Know, no, maybe she, sweet. maybe like she, she did have the bomb pussy. Get no, the, she didn't. Get yeah. the fuck. I'm going to bed. Go, we're done with this episode. No, no. But seriously, like I, at first when I saw it, like she kissed him, and I'm not like some parents kiss on the lips. I kiss my mom oh, on no. the lips. Like oh so no, just, but that's no big deal. But though. then she started like making out and rubbing on him and touching on him. Like they, she was giving him some foreplay before they got down with the get down. And I was just like, you know what? I don't know what sick and twisted and fucked up individual thought that this would be okay but this is not okay this is this is crossing the line i'm okay with slitting throats and i'm okay with all of that other morbid uh gory stuff when you start throwing incest and rape and molestation up in it it's just the most that's just no no ma'am no ma'am i couldn't do it i'm sorry no ma'am no ham no, no, literally, no, ma'am, no, ma'am. I couldn't. I'm glad he beat the shit out of her. I'm glad her face looked like a dropped watermelon. I'm glad somebody looked like they <laughs> caught the Holy Ghost and stomped all over her face because I was too through with this. I was like, has she lost her mind? It's like a weird, fucked up, fucked up sense of necrophilia because I still feel like he's dead, and then it's incest, and then it's just gross. And I'm done. I can't. yeah i feel you with that i mean i was happy he he got that trophy and just whacked her head and then i really felt bad for him like because i almost felt like something was gonna happen because if when uh zoe dropped him off didn't you see his little big puppy dog eyes as he was pulled into the house by the mom i was like oh i don't think he wants to go inside there eh?" (laughs) i felt kind of bad for him and but 
I don't think it has nothing to do uh, cast me out with no single uh, parent family thing now because yeah I was saying, I was about to say something else. Yeah, because oh, no, no, my, no, no, my mom's no. my my mom's no, no, a single no. family and uh, no, no that's there's... not what I meant at all. Mm. I mean, like I have heard situations where it has really happened, but I didn't mean it like all single parents oh, okay. do that because oh, that's okay, really girl, fucked up. I would never, girl. yeah, I would never <laughs> say anything like that because I came from a single parent home, but. But I have, like, that That actually does happen, though. And it doesn't necessarily have to be the parent, but it could be a guardian. Right. It's someone close to me. And that's the thing that makes me sick about it. Someone that you're supposed to trust is taking advantage of you. And another thing that brings to mind as far as this scene goes, did it take for him to become almost a Frankenstein-ish character to kill his mom? Or did they, I mean, I you got to like really think still- about it. Mm could i guess stand up to her because like i said i don't i don't know Mm -hmm. if she was doing this before i don't know if she wasn't but my my perception of it is that she was that's why he was freaking out but i guess now that he's pretty much you know who he is he has no reservations about telling her off and instead of telling her off because he couldn't talk he just (laughs) used brute force and bludgeoned her with a trophy and it was you the know. best scene. It was the best murder scene I've seen so far in all these seasons. <laughs> we skipped. We skipped over Misty a little bit, and, and she oh, is yeah. kind of giving me the creeps. I mean, with yeah, her shawls and them there. twirls, and she's giving me that Glenn Close. Uh, Twirl. I, Twirl. That Glenn Close. I will Twirl. not be. I'm tired. Of, I'm tired of fucking with you, Kathy. I'm going to sleep. <laughs> yes, she give me Glenn I, Close vibes. She's just scaring me. She's, she's gonna, gonna really gone happen. with the wind. Did Fabulous. She really just, like, <laughs> did she just really go crazy all of a sudden? She just started twirling. Did that, so that really happened? That wasn't like a figment of anyone's imagination. I'm <laughs> she serious. Like, that, that really confused me. That really confused me. So did that happen? Did she just like okay, whatever? She's been watching too much another Atlanta day, Housewives. Some Kenya Moore, some some Wonder Woman. She's giving us some Wonder Woman, Kenya Moore. <laughs> She's getting on my nerves now. All of this. Wait, come back. Like, bitch, you don't get your thirsty ass on somewhere and find some other dead ass people to raise. She is getting on my nerves uh, now. She like, needs to go then, hunt a crocodile. I'm saying, no, it's not here. I promise no. I'll come back to you. No, bitch. She seems like something wrong with her, too. I'm going to need you to stay as far away from her as possible. Because now. I'm at she clips. She was like, No, you won't. She <laughs> she's she's so no, you won't. <laughs> no, you won't. And Zoe, Zoe, Zoe needs to stop trusting everybody and being so naive because this girl this is just this causing too much like, stuff. Huh? She looks like a fucking deer in headlights constantly. Yeah. It's just like, What do you. I understand. You don't understand. Kyle is still with us. <laughs> Bitch, you know, he's not. No, like, he's with honey. you, but he's not with us. I and put Louisiana hood on you... everything. Look at that. <laughs> I'm tired of fucking with you, Dario. <laughs> <laughs> it's the shit. literally (laughs) moving on i do want to say before we leave shout out to mirror winningham she played the mother and she acted that out perfectly whoa that was her that was a Hmm? good who is she mirror winningham she's been in movies and tv shows she's i've never seen her play this before really familiar but i knew her face was familiar i just couldn't tell where i've seen her from but Mm -hmm. i've seen her lots of places she did play the shit out that role though had me believing it for Mm -hmm. me i know right she's about to have me send hate mail to her ass i'm saying (laughs) why would you do that i was like you made me a little too uncomfortable 
So now on our countdown, we can add in another murder. So two murders and one incestual relationship. So let's move into the next storyline. Probably one of the shorter storylines of the episode will follow everyone's favorite Cordelia. And uh, it seems that she's still having pregnancy (laughs) issues. The black magic hoodoo with the snake eggs and the weird cowgirl, a missionary that she had last week didn't work. And she has no idea what to do. It's not possible at all, you know, um, without magic, basically, is what her doctor said, for her to have a child. So she decides to visit, basically, one of the most powerful people in New Orleans to see if she can help Cordelia with her predicament. So she heads down to Cornrow City. And uh, she decides to have a meeting with uh, the voodoo priestess herself, Marie Laveau. So they escort her to a back room where Marie has a bit of an altar with um, like like a throne. And um, Cordelia asks Marie for her help in the beginning Marie isn't really paying attention. She's playing like solitaire or something on her iPad. And um, it wasn't until Cordelia explained that uh, she knows about the fertility spell. And obviously she's like, you know, you know what I am, who I am. And uh, you know that I know. And uh, so then Marie starts explaining what the fertility um, ritual is that uh, she's going to need to bring two ounces of her husband's semen in a mason jar, the baby gravy, as Marie said, and that um, she would also, she being Marie Laveau, would have to eat one of the hottest peppers on earth, and uh, they would uh, put the mason jar in this um, fire pit, And uh, then Cordelia would lay down on the ground on her back. And just as the mason jar explodes, they would slice the throat of a live goat. And the blood would dribble all over Cordelia's midsection. And then um, Marie Laveau would sort of be knocked out for four days. Um, The ritual would take a toll on her and it would cost $50,000 and it would be performed on the next new moon. And Cordelia was like, you know, I'll get that money to you. I don't have it right now, but uh, even if I have to rob a bank, I'll get the money. And Marie laughed and informed her that she would never perform the ritual. Not for one, not for the daughter of her sworn enemy. And uh, she was like, um, you know, she walked in here acting like she owned the place. And Cordelia was shocked. She didn't know that Fiona had visited Marie. She's like, you know, she broke the truce. And, uh, you know, I'm sorry, but, you know, you can cry those tears, but it's never going to happen for you. So that was pretty much the storyline for Cordelia this episode. What did everyone think of this? Was it at least interesting because Marie Laveau was in the mix? Because I know everyone here uh, thinks that Cordelia is a bit of a snoozer. So we'll start off with Deadly. Oh, as soon as Marie opened her mouth, Cordelia walked around the corner. She's like, 
you want the Coca-Cola? I was like, oh, yes. And then you see her up on that, that big old chair. And she was just giving me life right there. I was like, just propped up there with the little skulls around there. She I was had like, me laughing so hard playing that oh. solitaire on that iPad. Like, no big deal. <laughs> and then the ritual, the whole ritual part, just that was giving me life too. I'm, it was like taking me back, back to my roots kind of thing. And I was just, I got up and started wanting to do the little dance. And the, the whole, the, the only thing to hold the, what is it, the, the cum in the, the jar? <laughs> the baby uh, gravy. <laughs> the baby gravy. That, that was a little too much. I was like, man, that's like a week's worth The fact worth that they showed like, it Oof. pissed me Oof, off. Yeah. I was like, really? Like, you <laughs> don't know what it looks like. You couldn't have it in a covered jar. Well, I don't know if you know what it looks like, Daryl, but apparently you do. <laughs> but I, I loved how Cordelia just, she just looked like a deer in headlights there, too. Like, oh, man. So you don't know what it is. And just Marie like. laughing at her, just laughing at her. <laughs> oh, that was that was a great scene. Next, so next. You don't know what it looks. No, I don't know if you know what it looks like. You are the youngest one here. I'm just saying. I went to biology class. We know what things look like. Nope. <laughs> okay, I didn't know they do that in biology. You did <laughs> mess yeah. with the wrong yeah. witch. Oh wow! No. I love that. Yeah, that was a good line. Cats me out. Did you mess with with the right witch? You done mess with the wrong witch. Yes. <laughs> <sighs> I'm just. I don't know. I, you all already know how I feel about Cordelia Fox. I just. I don't like her. And when she was all like, "You know that I know, and you know who I am," and blah 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 blah, she just reminded me of Lana Banana. And I was like, "Didn't you learn your lesson in the second season from trying to like fuck with somebody?" Uh, I just, I don't know. I liked the scene of them showing how the fertility spell was going to be done. I thought that was interesting. And Marie Laveau playing on her iPad. That was the Mm -hmm. most interesting parts in that entire scene. Would you have eaten that pepper? Hell no. Like, fuck that. No, no. Next. (laughs) No. No. Did you like how Angela Bassett flicked her tongue before the pepper went in her mouth? <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> I got the gif on that already, or gif, whatever you call it. I got that already. Oh, I need Lord. to find that. You just send it yeah. to me. I, will. I, thought, I don't know. It's just, it was an okay scene. It was just weird. Yeah. Un- unneeded. <laughs> I didn't like it. Yeah, that whole scene was very unnecessary to me. Like, I mean, I get why it was there, but it's like, did we really have to see it? You know, I don't know. Like, why is Marie LeBeau playing so many head games? Like, why is she playing so much? As the ancient black proverb goes, you play too much. You play entirely way too much. You let that poor white lady into thinking that she was going to get it and that you were just fucking with her. That's really horrible. (laughs) (laughs) This is like the worst thing you could ever do. Lead somebody into something thinking that they're going to get it and all they have to do is give you something in return. And they say you would never do it for them and you just, that would just fuck my shit up. I would be so angry. Yeah, that's yeah, true. I thought you know what you guys got to do? Channel, if you guys uh, check uh, YouTube out and uh, just uh, Google the Uncola Man, 7-Up Uncola Man commercials from the 70s, I think uh, Angela Bassett was channeling him through that whole scene. <laughs> I swear. She she just ripped him ripped him off the, the laughing the whole thing. Just anyway, do that if you got time. 
Shout out to the 7-Up on Cola Man. Yeah. <laughs> and also shout out to the Kool-Aid Man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's what it looked like they poured all over Cordelia. It was his son. It was the Kool-Aid Man's son. It was. It went down into her nether regions. Speaking of nether regions, we're going to discuss Queenie and uh, <laughs> Madame oh Lalaurie's storyline. So just to recap, so far we've had two murders and we've had one incestuous relationship and we've had one mason jar of baby gravy. So let's move into Queenie's storyline. We actually start off with um, the wonderful Madame Lalaurie and uh, she made a horrifying terrifying discovery apparently the magic box told her that a black man had been elected president <laughs> lies lies <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was good. she was kind of like <laughs> yes and fiona says i voted for him twice mm. And Make then all those get, Republicans mad. They're going to shut down the TV show. And then we get more <laughs> lies. <laughs> and so uh, Fiona declared that LaLaurie would be the new maid. And she's like, do you know who I was? And she's like, yeah, you're the new maid woman or you're going back into the box. And so <laughs> shade. <laughs> yes. And, and so she's uh, about to serve everyone breakfast, but she refused to serve Queenie breakfast uh you know basically saying all the shit that she would say and she throws queenie's food against the wall fiona comes in saying what's going on and madison says um the new maid came between queenie and her food and so then fiona declares that uh, you are going to be Queenie's personal slave. And she goes on to say, you know, if there's anything she hates more in this world, it's a racist. So, LaLaurie becomes Queenie's personal slave. And uh, later on that night, they're in the kitchen, and um, LaLaurie had prepared a, I guess it was a chicken pot pie, for queenie and yeah it's like for dessert i would like peach cobbler and so mm. they get to this whole discussion of uh you know man's not gonna want you if you know you're eating all this food if you were my daughter i'd lock up the ice box and uh wouldn't feed you anything and uh, she's like um you know i don't know i don't want a man food is comfort and it comforts me because i'm from a broken childhood and it, it, it gives me love and so then Lalori sees something out in the window, and she's like, what's that? And she gets close to the window, and there is her infamous creation, the Minotaur. Mm. And, um, yeah, she starts freaking out, saying, don't go outside, don't go this, don't go there. And Queenie looks out the window, and she sees the Minotaur, and she's like, who are you? And then she's like, I am Delphine Lalori. And um, that all of that clicks with queenie she's like oh she my had God. a brain blast yeah she had a <laughs> she had flashbacks in her brain about <sighs> uh, going to lalaurie's house and um yeah so that was an interesting sort of reaction and um afterwards you know as she's like processing everything she um 
you know, you would think that she would sort of throw Lalori out to the Minotaur, but she actually sort of almost protects Lalori, and she decides to go out, you know, as the, the Minotaur has sort of been, like, knocking its head against the dorm. So, Queenie decides to cut Lalori and uh, wipes her cut with a cloth and she goes outside and she sort of um, leads the minotaur with the cloth you know almost like um, you know like a bullfighter like taming the bull and she leads the minotaur into uh, the um, like the greenhouse uh, Cordelia's greenhouse and she starts talking to the minotaur and she's like uh, you just wanted love that makes you a beast other kids call me a beast <laughs> this we boy serve love like everybody else and um she pulls up her skirt stop <laughs> she, she says stop right there she pulls up her skirt stop decides to um tease her beaver he did no. not I'm nicely put nicely put like poppy needing mm-hmm. Oh. She like, was, it just yeah. didn't look right to Ew, you said that. No. She is a virgin. It and looked we like she was needing a couple of times this episode. So she was making sure, you know, things could fit in there. And um, the Minotaur moved behind her and caressed her with his horns and um, looked like she liked it. And then he sort of just with his hoof hands um, grabbed her mouth. It was his hamf. Like, how do you say hoof and hand at the same time? Hoof hand. So, no. um, yeah. Hoff. That's pretty much Queenie's storyline for this episode. So, what did everyone think of the, the Minotaur on Precious Action? We'll start off with Cat's Meow. Hanf. That's what that is. Um, I think y'all should let Darielle go first. (laughs) (laughs) But I I didn't. Come on, did y'all have to show it? Another unnecessary just scene that made me uncomfortable. Again, just everything that I said for the incest scene, let's apply it to this scene, except let's put bestiality in front of it, because it was just gross. Um, and it's really extra gross because que- it's Queenie Precious doing it. It's not like it's somebody <laughs> glamorous so you can be like, wow, I wonder what that's like. Like, no. Mm-hmm. I feel like she smells like like chicken, like chicken, chicken and, and Stouffer's uh, stuffing. Or something. What? But I just, I like <laughs> it smells like meatloaf. Like, I just don't... <laughs> I just didn't think it was cute. I just didn't understand why. You did not want to explore her beef curtains? I'm done that she said beef curtains. I'm ill. (laughs) Oh, God. It's just gross. I didn't understand. And the fact that they just show it. The writers of the show and the directors of the show are just some sick and twisted bastards. That's all I gotta say. Because that right there was just too much. It was too much to see. Mm-mm. No, I'm going to have to agree with Darielle on this one. I just, did y'all have to show it? Because, like I said, it looked like she was kneading really stiff bread dough. 
because she was putting her back into it. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it was really you fucking weird. You can do it, weird. put your back into it. <laughs> <laughs> like, it was just weird. And then Don't it stop. came get to it, the whole, it. like, I thought it was watching a hentai. Like, I thought it was watching, mm-hmm. I thought that all of a sudden, like, the Japanese took over American Horror Story for maybe about a couple of minutes when I saw that there was a possibility that the Minotaur and Queenie Precious could have been getting physical. And I threw up in my mouth a little bit. Especially when I imagined a lot of the, it. the pop shot. I really lost my, my my cookies there. Could you imagine if she gets pregnant <laughs> by the Minotaur? Oh my god. Because you know he didn't have a condom. <laughs> Do you guys ever watch Adventure Time? Yes. Her kids would look like Manish Man. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I'm well, you guys are gonna trip out. You're gonna trip out. But I thought it was kind of beautiful in a way. I don't Get know. The hell <laughs> I did. Hell I did. Out. Look, it's, it's kind of because you were looking at his pecs. No, no. Okay. Yeah. Like if, you the, if you see the, if you see the real, if you see, yeah, if you see the real guy, oh, just imagine the real guy. I'm gonna send you guys a picture of the real, the Minotaur. It's on the um, like page. For oh yeah. The no, show. Like, you'll think you'll think all different there. You're like, ooh. It's the fact that his hands actually turned into like hooves almost. Like, I'm sorry. Yeah, he can have the nicest body in the world. I'm not fucking a steer. Like, it's not happening. But, but I mean I get what I get what Quinny was saying though. I mean, I like the whole thing where it's kinda like the elephant man, the mask, whatever, like you know, the whole, what you were saying, you know, we're not beasts. <laughs> We deserve love. I mean, I get, I got that. I mean, that was yeah. Kind of that part was really that was tender. But they could have like they could have put that somewhere else if they replaced. I don't know, like the Minotaur with something else. Then yeah, I could really see what they were trying to do. Mm. But I think they went for almost a comedic vow, like almost something is funny. Haha, the big woman is trying to arouse herself. The big woman is riding that steer because it was fucking weird. It was uncalled for. Period. Now, but the real question is, does he have a bull penis or a human penis? It doesn't matter what kind of penis he has, because it's big as hell. Anywhere you go, it's big as hell. Slave penis, <laughs> bull penis. It, it, it doesn't matter. The bitch is getting split in half, period. I couldn't feel. I feel like she's like fucking Mr. Tumnus off of Chronicles of Narnia or something. Yes, it is Mr. <laughs> Tumnus. Yeah, it's uh, Chocolate Tumnus. Chocolate Tumnus. That's his name <laughs> now. Well, here's All I know question. is quick. Yeah. Here's my question. Because mm-hmm. it started off with mm-hmm. her wanting it. So it started off consensual. But when he sort of covered her mouth with force, do you think he raped her? Like he assaulted her? I don't think so. I think it was maybe one of those things where he was maybe possibly ashamed for her and didn't maybe want to hurt her, but kind of just wanted to like take her down. So I think that was his way of like, get the fuck out of my way. Let me go find this white bitch. Like, I think oh, okay. that's... So you don't think he did her? I don't think so. I mean, even though he's I would, I think even a minotaur has standards not to fuck Queenie <laughs> oh. Precious. Oh, you wrong. You are wrong. <laughs> Lee Precious, Precious, Precious Queenie alone. Come on. Even Girl. though it looks like that she just like dumped her face in Crisco all the time. They she did. deserves love. They she deserves, deserves love like everyone else. She deserves love. But, uh, <laughs> I'm no, just saying no, though. No. Mac, product, Mac Cosmetics makes a very good like, you know, stay like oil free, like shine. She they eat been, that rice paper you just smashed yes, in your yes. face. <laughs> <laughs> and a so nice 
toothbrush. That's all she needs. But I honestly don't think that the Minotaur would, if they bring that into the situation where it's bestiality rape, I'm going to bed. I'm turning off the TV. I'm throwing my TV off the balcony and I'm never watching TV ever again. Ever. Well, well Queenie got me uh, craving a chicken pot pie and I went to KFC today and got one. Five bucks <laughs> worth of soda, just so you know. Mm-hmm. And on that note, <laughs> let's get a recap. So we've had two murders. We've had a case of incest. We had a mason jar of baby gravy. And we've also had bestiality with a possible side of rape. It's like it's like the nasty like five, like twelve days of Christmas or something. Like it's just the really fucked up version of the twelve days of Christmas. Yes. So next up, let's get into Fiona's storyline. And Fiona's storyline actually starts off with Madison. So the girls are out on one of the balconies of the school, and they're looking at the new neighbors moving in. They're specifically lusting and sweating over the six-packed son of the new neighbors. We're introduced to the new neighbors. The The mother is named Joan, and uh, she's not having it after she saw that her son was putting on a show for the, the ladies next door. She told him to put on a shirt. It appears that they are a very conservative um, family and uh, they're the brand new neighbors to the academy so nan and madison head over as part of the welcome wagon nan brings a cake and madison brings a slutty outfit so they knock on the door and the son opens the door luke opens the door and lets them in and in comes Joan, and Joan asks the girls if they had heard of Jesus, and it leads Madison to sort of declaring that the whole thing, religion, Christianity, everything, was a whole bunch of phony, happily ever after. That leads them to have a bit of a confrontation, where um, Joan basically says, you know, what are you wearing? What are you doing here? You know, who are you? And uh, I never want you to come back into this house again. You're rude. And uh, the knife that was being used to cut the cake that Nan baked, which was uh, coincidentally or not coincidentally enough because Nan is a clairvoyant. It was Luke's favorite cake and it led um, Madison with her telekinetic powers picked up the knife and threw it into the air, barely missing Joan's face. And as they left, Madison set the curtains afire, which was a power that she didn't even know that she possessed. So we have Fiona. She just learned from her doctors that she can't have cosmetic surgery because uh, she's not in good health that, um, you know, we sort of find out that uh, there's some sort of issues with her blood and this, that, or the other, and we end up finding out that Fiona has cancer, and she has less than a year to live. She's actually not going to be alive. Uh, they say that, you know, by the end of the year that she could be dead. 
So uh, Fiona's not in the best of moods, but, you know, she's there with her glass of liquor. And in comes Joan Ramsey. And she's being all neighborly. She brings a copy of the good book because it's a gift that she always brings on a first visit anywhere that she goes. And she complains about the girls from the school, basically saying, you know, everything that happened with her and Madison and Fiona says that she hates Bible thumpers that behind closed doors you are the biggest perverts of all and uh, Madison sort of echoes that statement when she comes on in and she tells Joan that your son's so backed up all I'd have to say is panties and he jizzes jeans <laughs> there was another great line um, when Joan says that uh, the knife nearly hit her uh, Fiona says that she needs to work that uh, she being Madison needs to work on her aim and so Joan does tell Fiona something interesting that um, Madison had lit the curtains on fire that you know she doesn't understand how she did it but she knows that she did it and that sort of piques an interest in Fiona because she's like okay Madison is developing these new powers. Interesting. I have to keep my eye on her. And so once Joan leaves, Fiona orders Madison to light her cigarette. And Madison did that from across the room with her new power. So Fiona decides to mentor Madison and they go out together. And um, she starts sort of teaching her these new tricks and whatnot. And later on, they go out to a bar and we see them you know playing pool and acting all slutty and getting the intention of all the guys in the room and um fiona sees herself in madison and she realizes that maybe madison is the new supreme so they have a conversation later on that night basically um you know, Fiona is is telling her that you're the next Supreme. She's like, my life force is pouring out of my body and into yours. And she tells her that she has cancer. And Madison is like, you know, my agent can, can get you anyone. You know, he's got a lot of contacts. He has uh, contacts with a good oncologist. But Fiona refuses chemo, saying that um, she's lived like a um, disreputable life. And uh, she's done it in style. But, uh, you know, it's, it's her time to go. And Fiona's expressing all of this regret that she took her inheritance too soon and that she misused her power. She's like, you know, I, I took it and poured it back into myself. And um, she re remembered her elder supreme saying that uh, she was magical and powerful, that she taught her everything. And uh, to thank her, Fiona cut her throat. So uh, Fiona had kept the knife for over 40 years now and uh, she showed it to Madison and she's like do it don't be afraid you know do it be my successor you know take my power and so they fight they scream Madison's like no 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 and then you know bam Fiona slashes Madison's neck open and watches her bleed to death Spalding, of course, is in the position that he appears to always be in, in the middle of a doorway. And Fiona sort of smiles at him. And he's like, she's like, bury her deep because, you know, who knows with all that shit in her body, what's that going to do with the lawn when spring comes up? And um, she's like, you know, the coven doesn't need a new Supreme. It needs a new rug. 
and bam, we have our third murder of the episode. So what did everyone think of this storyline? Uh, what did everyone think of the episode as a whole? So I, we'll start I, off with, well, since Daryl's already talking. We'll, start well off I had a question. Him. What is uh, that little pop-up jar thing that they keep referencing? Like they had it at the it beginning. It has clove cigarettes in it. Yes. Yeah, okay. Because they keep showing it and I'm like, what is that? Okay, never mind. Because they like to smoke. Okay, that's all I wanted to know. Well, then we'll start off with Miss Kitty. <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> I definitely enjoyed the uh, ending part of this uh, episode. I liked the... Um, I was just pointing out, Nan's going to get laid. Okay. <laughs> I love me some Nan. I yeah, love me like, some the fact that she Nan. was like... <laughs> I think that he is like... Maybe he... he are there male witches? All to Madison. He didn't no, look he at didn't. her at all. But he didn't even know who she was. He's like, we don't have internet or TV. But like, she was like reading his mind and he was looking at her and they were looking. Nan's going to get laid. Okay. And not Queenie Precious style. Not Queenie. This going to be consensual. It's going to be romantic. He <laughs> said, I'm just saying like that was nuts and that cake looked delicious. So, like, go yeah, ahead, girl, man. Nan gonna be hunching. Okay. Oh, no, you didn't. <laughs> hunching. Hunching. Um, Minotaur sex. At, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> I'm gonna bet. You guys fucking gross. I, um, I don't know. As far as her, you know, I don't know. She really meant to be like, kill me. Cut my throat. Cut my throat. Like, I think it was all manipulation. You said what? I think it was all manipulation. It was yeah, to get was. to that point okay. where so she was, was close like, enough and her guard was down so that she could slash her throat. I was just like, that's fucking nuts. But the way that it tied in, I liked it. I liked the way that it ended. And I liked her little, you know, the coven doesn't need a new Supreme. It needs a new rug. That was great. And I just liked the you, entire ending of the episode. You can have two. I don't know. That's neck and neck. But can we also point out the fact that, like, how what, how does it feel, Madison, to always just be like to the point your ass is always slipping and sliding in heels whenever you get drunk? Do you like being the sloppy like? That dress was badass. It was, but bitch, dying. how badass is it? The fact that you're like going fucking knock kneed and shit, and you can't hold your <laughs> liquor. She, like, girl, don't make it look, don't make it look like you're an easy lay. Like the bitch looked like there was fucking. I think she had she ice wants to on. be an easy lay though. Look how she was throwing herself at Luke. That bitch was flip flopping everywhere in them damn heels, looking like a newborn baby deer walking. It was <laughs> disgusting. <laughs> that bitch I'm was just sad that she died though, like that she got killed. Because I really not. liked Madison. I don't know. I really liked her. She was snappy. She was sassy, and she dressed really cute. And now she's gone. And I'm like. Who's going to be like the little sassy witch now? Like, who's going to well, be Well, the that? only reason I'm upset that they killed her first. Maybe they can transplant her personality into Zoe. Zoe. They, they I'm killed her. Like, Say that's all again. I was I was mad that they killed her before they killed Zoe. You that's just it. don't like Zoe. I just don't because it's Violet in another body. Her folks, that's like, she always, this man, she looks like Natalie Portman in a fucking black swan. She always looks like she's a virgin tear. Virgin old character i've never had sex before and i'm a goth character like i'm, not <laughs> <laughs> I'm a hipster 
I'm a hipster goth virgin. Now watch me twirl. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think Fiona really was conflicted a little bit. I mean, look, she was trying to be real nice to her. You know, to the pool game and lunch, and she was manipulating what? her from the beginning. The Maybe it was, but I don't know. There was that moment where she was like, you know, just cut me, just cut me, and then it seemed like she snapped out of that. But I think there was a moment where she's like, maybe she deserved to be cut, just like her mentor. You know how she cut her mentor. So I, I don't know. I got but, that vibe too. Mm-hmm. See, and and those waffles and blueberries that Madison was eating. Well, yeah, I'm having that for breakfast tomorrow look really good <laughs> yeah they had some really good food this episode i know damn yeah, peach cobbler and chicken mm-hmm. pot pie <laughs> i don't know if cake. i would trust Lalori's hands though <laughs> but it was good i thought it was a good ending to the episode so for our final tally we have three murders one ancestral relationship one mason jar of baby gravy one bestiality relationship with possible sexual assault and <laughs> two deaths right by the piano with the knife so good episode really quick before we move into our spoiler section just i just want a yes or no do you think madison is really dead do you think we're gonna see her again so, cats meow. Yes or no? Do you think she's dead? Do you think we're going to see her again? Yeah, you're going to see her again. I have a feeling, especially if she's supposed to be the uh, the supreme. Like, is she supposed to do all seven? Uh, have all seven wonders? She like, I don't think that's the last that you see of her. It can't be deadly. No, she'll definitely be back. I think Miss Twirl is going to be involved with her, and, and Twirl. we're going to see. Yeah. <laughs> she will Twirl. be back. <laughs> Darielle. I think she's coming back. That whole conflict, even with Luke and stuff, barely just started before she died. So I think there's she's going to come back and, and fuck with that neighbor girl some more. So she has to be back to fuck with the mom again, because that was funny to me. I agree with everyone. She's not gone. She's just gone with the wind. Fabulous. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> So let's move into our spoilers section. So listeners, if you don't want to hear anything about what's coming up for American Horror Story Coven, I suggest you turn your volume down low because it's time to get a little spoilery spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. So first off, we are going to start off with a new press release for episode 307. The episode is titled The Dead. And here is the press release. Fiona finds new purpose in a dangerous love affair. A night out with LaLaurie leads Queenie to question her place in the coven. Cordelia makes a faithful decision about her mother. That episode is going to air on November 20th. We also had some... I'm sorry. We also had some interesting news... Jessica Lang announced that she would be leaving American Horror Story after season four. So after next season. Now, don't get too sad, listeners out there, because Ryan Murphy has said that 
Apparently, Jessica Lang, after every season, says the next season is my last one. And it isn't until she sees the script for the the newer season that she's like, oh, I have to take part of this. So whether that happens or not, I mean, if it does end up happening, obviously, it'll be pretty sad because I kind of feel like American Horror Story is like the Jessica Lang show. Like she has to be there. Like if. You know, we have all of these characters and actors that sort of come and go. Some are here, you know, one season, they're not the next, but then they come back. And Jessica Lange is kind of like that anchor that's always on the show. If they did lose Jessica Lange, I'm sure someone maybe like a Kathy Bates or uh, Angela Bassett could be like the new Jessica Lange, as in, you know, they're some the, like the main person that's in every season. So... We'll see what happens. I know it will be sad if we lose Jessica Lang uh, on a regular basis. So, what does everyone think? Sad if Jessica Lang does decide to leave after season four next season? No, not I'd, really. I'd be sad. Oh, come on. She's like, I already I crowned mean, her, give her the Emmy this year. I mean, she's, like she, she's the show. She was, she's the show. <laughs> she's everything. I really enjoy her. But it's one of those things, like, when you start to see someone who plays too much of a similar character all the time... Just because, like, her voice, it just reminds me definitely of Constance in the first season. Like, it feels like this is who Constance was. And somehow, by the power of necromancy, she went and moved to California. So, I feel like if I see well, too Constance much of her... Well, Constance did live in California. Well, well, I'm just saying, but she was originally from the South. So... Oh, yes. It's one of those things, like, I would feel like I would be blending all of her characters. And I wouldn't, like... And I wouldn't be able to differ difference between any of them. So it's not sad. I definitely think like I would hate for American Horror Story to be like the season, like like a Scrubs, and just continue to go until no one doesn't want to watch anymore. Oh God, you are so right about that. It's <laughs> <laughs> awful. <laughs> I, I hope that it's definitely something. At most, it'll probably have maybe four or five seasons, and then that's it. Because you want to leave on a good note. You don't want to have that weird, oh, shit, it's back. When is this going to end? They should definitely, don't try to live in the moment too much. Kind of just appreciate what you have and know when it's time to back down. Yeah, I agree. I mean, the good thing about American Horror Story, I feel, is that they are different stories each time. So it's like a new show. Like a brand new, different kind of show every every season. So without Jessica Lange... I feel like because all of the stories aren't tied together without her, it's not going to be too much of a loss. Granted, she's great and she is the show when at whatever the story in the show is. But because it's different every time, I don't feel it's going to take away from it. I feel like they can just bring some other strong powerhouse character to fill her spot for whatever the story for the next seasons will be. Mm hmm. Plus, she's old. She need to move on with her life. Oh, <laughs> I mean, I mean, she's beautiful. Don't get me wrong, but she's old as hell. Like, come on, girl, you should have been off the show. You better go to the nursing home and knit or something. I'm just saying, throwing it out there. Shame. <laughs> <laughs> no response from Deadly or to to give a response. Well, you know what? I did just because I love Jessica Lange, and you know, from I think she is the show. I'm not just I'm just a big fan from the first time I saw her in King Kong's hand years ago. You kids are too young to know about that. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> that's a different kind of bestiality. <laughs> and I think I think that's what they should do. Just bring it right back 
full circle and the, the last uh, American yeah. Horror Story for her, she could be in King Kong's hands, some kind of big monster or something. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> American Horror Story 5, New York. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah uh i would be disappointed if jessica lang didn't return but i would be okay with it as long as they had a great caliber like old school actress come on and be sort of like that main character role in the subsequent seasons so maybe they can get a kathy bates to come back and be sort of like the main character every season or maybe an Angela Bassett or something like that. So or maybe Emma that. Emma Roberts, Julia Roberts cousin or whatever. Don't Julia do that. Don't do that. I don't need to <laughs> see America's sweetheart in here. Like, I'm getting tired of her knees. I've oh. heard no. just, her knees. <laughs> I'm getting tired of her knees. But I just I don't know. I'm I hope that if they do and she doesn't end up continuing that they don't try to replace her. They're like, okay her moment with American Horror Story is done. Let's try to change it up and have someone else that kind of, you know, they fill they fill that void of that main character, but they don't necessarily try to replace her. Yeah, I agree with that. So don't moving on to me, someone that maybe <laughs> was replaced, maybe not. We have some information from Emma Roberts. This was an interview that was posted on Entertainment Weekly couple of hours after the episode aired and um, she gave a little bit of interesting information this is a quote um well actually she gave some information and ryan murphy the creator gave some information roberts was a bit coy about madison's fate on coven Uh, co-creator ryan murphy was a little bit more revealing he goes on to say well i mean yes she is dead The funny thing about a horror show to me is that anybody can die at any time. I love that. All I want to say is wait till you see what happens to the body. Shit goes down. When you see episode four and you see what Spalding did to the body, you'll be like, oh, okay, I get it. Not only Mm -hmm. do I get it, but I'm very disturbed. So, Dariel, get ready to be disturbed again. Great. I think he has sex with the body because if you see how the way he like caressed it, that I'm sorry, that ex will live ain't up to no good. He ain't got no tongue and he goes men down on no her. tails. <laughs> he just blows. He just. <laughs> I'm going to all up in that. Mm-hmm. Shut up, Terry. I'm good bed. <laughs> we also have some more teases from Ryan Murphy. He actually did. A full interview with Entertainment Weekly that was posted after the episode aired. He talked about everything from Minotaur sex to zombies, which are going to be introduced next week. He was asked by Entertainment Weekly about the flashbacks with Christine Embersall as the Supreme before Fiona. They asked if they're going to see that Supreme again. And Ryan Murphy said that there are flashbacks with her for sure. There's a great flashback with her and Angela Bassett that's set in 1970. But I don't like that actress. Oh, man. Well, I like Christine Embersall, so (laughs) boo to you. We also learned a little bit about, well, they asked about Queenie, and I'll just, I'll I'll read the question and I'll read the answer. I feel like this episode really ratched up the twist. It appears Queenie is entering into a sexual relationship with the Minotaur. Is that correct? Here's what Ryan Murphy had to say. Well, I think that Queenie 
would like to be in a sexual relationship, not just with the Minotaur. I think she wants to be accepted. I think what happens to her and the Minotaur is also revealed in episode four. So then um, Entertainment Weekly sort of cheekily says, says, I didn't think it was a friends with benefits thing. And Ryan Murphy laughs and he goes, it doesn't end well is all I will say. <laughs> yes. So we learn a little uh, bit more about Misty. They ask if um, she's a little bit more malevolent than we anticipated. And he goes on to say, I do think Misty is not just a shawl twirling lady of the bog. I think that she's maybe in many ways the most dangerous of them all because I think she has the greatest power of them all. You'll see her grow into that this season. He's also asked, what can you say about next week's episode? And Ryan Murphy says, episode four is called Fearful Pranks and Sue. Kathy Bates is very confused about Halloween. And when she finds out it's Halloween, she wants to go out and burn a bonfire in the front yard to keep the evil spirits away. We're doing a real Marie Laveau white zombie tribute. I recently watched again that movie, I Walked with a Zombie. I always loved that movie, and the voodoo zombies are very different from the Walking Dead zombies. It's a very gripping two-parter. So then they ask, so we're going to see voodoo zombies on American Horror Story, and Ryan Murphy says, you are. Specifically, you're going to see Madame LaLaurie's three horrible daughters brought back. In Mm. part five, the second part so i think he means in episode five the second part there's a brilliant thing that i love of kathy bates you see how madame lalaurie used to celebrate halloween she had her own chamber of horrors in her dining room that she would make her halloween ball guests go into oh i don't even want to think about it no (laughs) no i don't think i'll be watching that episode because i'm uh uh-uh yeah. Mm. I thought we were done seeing this bitch in her shop, her little shop of horrors, and I gotta go mm. through it again. No, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> so on that note, <laughs> please like us on Facebook. You can visit our Facebook like page by going to facebook.com forward slash the letters PCR and then the words Are You Afraid? So that's facebook.com forward slash PCR are you afraid you can also like poppy chulo radio on facebook by going to facebook.com forward slash poppy chulo radio if you like the show's like page you can actually see pictures of what the the actor who plays the minotaur looks like so you can enjoy mm. that you can I also did. email us with any <laughs> questions suggestions comments or concerns by emailing contact at poppychuloradio.com. Remember to tune in every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific for brand new installments of Are You Afraid Coming? We're going to be here with brand new episodes every week that there's a brand new episode of uh, American Horror Story Coming airing. So tune in every Monday. So co-hosts, my fellow Covenites, can you please tell the listeners a good night? Good night, everybody. No hunching. No hunching tonight. <laughs> oh, my God. You did this shit on purpose. <laughs> hey, guys, sleep well. Remember to bless your TVs. Good night, you guys. <laughs> Ariel's still traumatized. Well, we wish everyone a wonderful night. Enjoy Halloween later on this week and come back next Wednesday for a brand new installment of American 
for a brand new installment of Are You Afraid Coven. Good night, everyone.